0: You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. (laughs) Hey guys, before the episode starts, Cindy wants you to know about a new six-week online class that she has going. It starts September 14th and runs through October 19th. It's called Compelled to Change. Registration begins August 1st. Go visit cindy stewartcom to get registered today. You will receive recorded teachings, Weekly worksheets, weekly live coaching, bonus interactions with Q&A, prophetic solutions, and much, much more. Plus, every registration comes with a free download of her book, God's Dream for Your Life. Through this class, she wants to help others clarify their vision and develop a plan to live the life they dream about. For more information on how you can get registered starting August 1st, visit cindy-stuart.com or follow the link in the show notes. Thanks so much. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Cindy Stewart podcast, a source for encouragement as you learn to discover God's dream for your life. the passion to help you on your journey.
1: Here is your host, Cindy Stewart. We talk about the revelation to build, and I believe that's what we have really talked about uh, in worship, in, in the prophetic words that have come forward. So I just want to pray for us real quick. Lord, I am asking you to stir up what's already in us. And partner partner it with the revelation that you're giving us to build. And Father, I just thank you that there's already been a momentum built for this message today. That the, the words that have been released, the worship that's happened, the testimonies, it's already building one upon the other. And as we read the word, as we talk about what is on your heart for us, for our future, God, we just thank you that you are the author and perfecter of our faith. That with you, all things are possible. It doesn't matter what it looks like. With you, all things are possible. And God, we just thank you that we're living in the possibility of your plans on earth as they, as they are in heaven and the reality of those coming forward. In Jesus' name, amen. So we are in a highly prophetic season. Anybody want to say amen to that? Amen. I'm telling you, we are in a highly prophetic season. Yesterday I was praying and talking to the Lord, and it was actually 8 2020 that was the date, and I am a numbers person, and I believe the numbers uh, that God gives us. But that whole thought process of twenty-two is all about revelation. There are twenty-two Hebrew letters. I mean, it can, I can go on and on, but twenty-two is 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 a is a launch of this highly prophetic season. Um, and I want to read something to you from 2013. And I had actually written it in my journal. And it popped up as a memory. And it's from Ron Hart Bunke. And it was when he came to the United States. And I was listening to him speak at the Voice of the Apostles. And he says, um, I actually wrote this. His words were like honey for America, sweet and nourishing. He said that Americans have already cast our bread onto the waters. And it will return to us out of Ecclesiastes 11.1. 1. The Lord has sent him, this is what he said, the Lord sent me to America for America's sake because America will be saved. And we are in that season. This is what is happening right now. There is a, you know, we, we are so, and I say this every week, we're so inundated by the news that it's all bad. But that is a lie. I preached on that. The devil is lying to us. That is a lie. Because if we open up our eyes, we read the word, we see that God is doing this incredible move right now. And we're a part of it. So he is encouraging us. Um, This was the other little part that, that he said. It says, our God is a creator, not a duplicator. Your flame carries your name and it is personalized it fits only you you are an original and God has sent you out as his original creation to transform this world right now and that's where we are we are transforming the world I don't care what anybody says I don't care they're lying to you if they're telling you something else they're just lying to you and that's what we have to remember. So God is pouring out revelation in so many ways. Gene and I were talking about it this morning. He was he was telling about um, how this show when he was ten years old was about psychics and that type of thing. But it opened up with the scripture of Job uh, Joel that's what I meant Joel about the Lord pouring out His Spirit. So God is using all kinds of ways to pour his revelation on us. He's using television. He's using billboards. He's using uh, words that we hear from other people. Uh, I've been reading a book. It's not a, a Christian book. It's a business book, but it's about being innovators. And all through that book, it's like God is raising up these things off the page, showing me this is what is happening. Take this because this is part of my revelation. It's not that we have to sit in our closet and wait for God to pour something down. He is talking through everything. I always say that God is a talker. He will talk your ears off. He will. He talks all the time. It's just a matter. Are we listening? That's why I told Chuck, I said, he said something to me last night as we were driving home. I've got a lot of reverb or something in here. If you could work on that for me, Eddie, but, uh, we were talking on the way home and, uh, my podcast came on, on the car. And I said, are you listening to my podcast? He said, I just like to listen to you all the time. I said, you hear me when I'm waking up in the morning, you hear me when I'm going to sleep. Don't you get tired of it? He's like, no, that's the way God is. He talks all the time. I must take after my father, right? (laughs) But he does. He is talking to us all the time. You know, what our eyes see, he can have a revelation through it's not just one way his word is, is a revelation if you if you're not understanding what god says we just pick up his word it is the revelation of god so he is talking to us all the time he talks to us through our spouses through our children. Uh, Our son came over yesterday. In fact, all the kids came over yesterday. And Chuck had sent me a picture of our son worshiping. And he had his hands up in the air. And, and, you know, he's a pastor, a campus pastor of a church now. Well, I told him, I said, you remember when we were church and you were a little kid, when I would raise my hands in church, he'd be like, Mom, that is so embarrassing. (laughs) And I'm like, well, You know, I just have to do what I have to do. Every once in a while, I'd be like, okay. But, you know, where we display, our kids get it, whether they want it or not. And now he is the one that's going to embarrass his kids, I'm sure. (laughs) We're always at some point an embarrassment to our kids. We are. That's just the way it works. Until they become us. And then they, for, then they realize how amazing we were anyhow, right? That's what I always tell them. Anyhow, we'll go on. Okay, we're going to go to 2 Samuel 7. And what I want to talk about this morning is God has the revelation that he's already put into us, that he is activating from us to partner with what he's giving us. So there are things that have been put inside of us already. There are things from 20 years ago, 30 years ago. You know, there's things that have been put inside of us by the Lord. And he has built on it. And some of the things we've even forgotten. You know, some of the things we aren't even praying about anymore. But what is happening is he is activating what he's already put in us in order to partner it with what he's giving us. And it gives us a bigger picture. So let's talk about this a little bit. So I'm just going to read a little scripture. Uh, You guys hang on because we do have quite a bit of scripture to read. And um, uh, 2 Samuel 7, 1, it says, Now it came to pass when the king was dwelling in his house, this is David, and the Lord had given him rest from all of his enemies all around. I want us to grab a hold of that word. Both David, at one point in his life, um, was given rest from all of his enemies. Solomon was given rest from all of his enemies. And I want us to begin to declare rest from all of our enemies. That their voices will be silenced. That their uh, attacks will be thwarted that the battle they will lose that we will continue to walk victoriously and we know that we've been in we've been in a battle but we can invite the word of God to duplicate itself in this season God we're asking you to do it again for us to bring rest from our enemies in this season so, so I want you to just grab a hold of that phrase. Verse 2, that the king said to Nathan the prophet, See now, I dwell in a house of cedar, but the ark of, of God dwells inside tent curtains. And Nathan tells David, Go do what's on your heart, for the Lord is with you. And the Lord says, Hang on a second. That's not what I have planned. He he, uh, he wants to put the brakes on on David going ahead and building him a house, and uh, he goes through this. The Lord tells Nathan that that. Um, that that's not the plan he has. That he has lived where he's lived for a specific purpose. The Lord has lived in a tent for a specific purpose, because the Lord cannot have a house built for him in a land that was not for his people to live in. He has to get everybody positioned. He has to get everybody in the right place. He has to have the right timing, in order for him to fulfill what he's promised. So I want you to think about where you are position-wise. What timing does the Lord have for you? And is this the release of what he's called, what he's put on your heart? I'm going to skip over to verse 12. It says, um, and he, he's, this is what he's telling Nathan to tell David. When your days are fulfilled and you rest with your fathers, I will set up your seed after you who will come from your body, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be his father, and he shall be my son. If he commits iniquity, I will chasten him with the rod of men and with the blows of the son of men. But my mercy shall not depart for him, from him, as I took it from Saul, whom I removed from before you, and your house and your kingdom shall be established forever before you. Your throne shall be established forever. So this is what Nathan goes and tells King David. Now understand that um, both the word to build the house of the Lord, when he talks about, and I will build your house first, the word that, uh, the word, hang on, let me... I've gotten excited here. Okay. The word build and the word house are similar words. When the Lord is talking about building and when he's talking about David's house, he wants to build his house. What he's talking about is not only his legacy for the future, but he's talking about his family. He's not only talking about a family physical building, but he's also talking about the family of David that has to be built. When Nathan is giving this word to David, he's talking about David's seed will become the one who builds the house of the Lord. Well, David didn't have Solomon yet. So it is that prophetic word that will be fulfilled with the right timing once everyone's in position in order for in this specific content, uh, context for the house of the Lord to be built but in order for that to happen David has to be built, his character has to be built, he has to be transformed, he has to be developed in the way he should go and Solomon has to be Solomon has to be raised up in the way he should go. He has to know the Lord. He has to be engaged in the things that will transform his character. So many times we have this vision that we, that God has given us, but there's a time of testing that we go through that brings transformation to us to prepare us to fulfill the promise that he's given us. And as Jean said earlier, that's hard. You know, that's some tough times that we have to go through because it, it's not God causing difficulty for us, it's God getting rid of the difficulty within us that will interfere with what He wants to do for us. So it's it's a process of going through the transformation that God has for us. And you know, when we even think about it, you know, just thinking about it just for a second, um, think about David being anointed as the youngest of Jesse's son, to be king while there was already a king in place. And David having many opportunities to get rid of King Saul, but he chose not to. Because he wasn't going to come against the Lord's chosen one. But he knew that he was going to be king. So, you know, you would think it's easier for us to let's just go ahead and get rid of him so we can be fulfilled in the anointing that God's called us to. But David knew that he couldn't do that. Anyway, so let's move on. But, you know, that is, it, it is a refinement that Lord, the Lord has taken us through in order to move us to where we want, where we're supposed to go. And I'm going to read this uh, scripture out of Chronicles. You don't have to go there, Noah, but I, it's just one verse. It's 1 Chronicles twenty nine seventeen, and And David talks about this. He says, I know also, my God, that you test the heart and have pleasure in uprightness. As for me, in the uprightness of my heart, I have willingly offered all these things. And he's talking about the preparation for um, the tabernacle to be built. I mean, yeah, the temple to be built. And now with joy, I have seen your people who are present here to offer willingly to you. So, so David has gone through this testing process. And even when the Lord tells him, you can't build my temple because there's too much bloodshed that you have gone through. David doesn't throw himself on the ground and throw a fit. And he he receives what God has told him in order to prepare the journey for his seed, which hasn't even occurred yet, to receive this anointing of the Lord. Uh, Let's look at 2 Samuel 7, 16. It says, And your house and your kingdom shall be established forever before you. I read that earlier, but let me read it again. Your throne shall be established forever. And according to these words, uh, according to all these words, and according to all this vision, so Nathan spoke to David. And so, the, and so we're going to flip over to 1 Chronicles 22 because I want to talk about the fulfillment and the timing for Solomon to take the position to build the temple of God. So there's all this space that has happened, all this time that has happened between when Solomon's ready to build, because of course he wasn't even born when that word was given, and David's having to fight and, 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 and take Judah, you know, become the king of Israel, fight his own son Absalom who comes against him. You know, he's ensued in a battle for the breakthrough. He is, he is in battle for the promise that God has given him. And there's all these people who want to come against him and to stop this from happening, including his own son. But he is not given up on what God has planted inside his heart. Though he didn't have the full understanding of it. And, and that's what I want to encourage us in. Is there are things planted in our heart that we don't have a full understanding of. We have a piece of it, or we have an in picture. You know, like David had an in picture that there's going to be a son that's going to build the temple. But that in picture caused him to be in a mode of preparation, in a mode of planning, in a mode of positioning. So when that time came, he wasn't scrambling trying to get things pulled together, he was fully prepared. And that's the way, you look like you're going to say something. That's the way God is doing us. You know, he's he's got it in us. And whether we are fully cognizant that we're in that planning and preparation mode, we are. Because when we look back, we realize that We've been preparing all along for that moment, for that breakthrough. Uh, First Chronicles 22, uh, we're going to start in verse 5. It says, now David said to Solomon, so Solomon has grown, he's preparing him. And he, he gives this, this impartation and this vision over Solomon. It says, "David said, now David said, Solomon, my son, is young and inexperienced, and the house.'" To be built for the Lord must be exceedingly magnificent, famous, and glorious throughout all countries. I will now make preparations for it. So David made abundant preparations before his death. Then he called his son Solomon and charged him. He commissioned him to build a house for the Lord God of Israel. And David said to Solomon, my son, as for me, it was in my mind to build the house uh, to the name of the Lord, my God. But the word of the Lord came to me saying, You've shed much, uh, you have shed much blood and have great wars. You shall not build a house for my name because you have shed much blood on the earth in my sight. Now, what David did was according to the word of the Lord. That bloodshed came because that was his anointing. His anointing was to battle and to kill and to destroy the enemy so that his son could fulfill his position. So all that we do is sowing in to the generations ahead of us. Let's go down to verse 11. Now, my son, may the Lord be with you and may you prosper and build the house of the Lord, your God. As he has said to you, only may the God give you wisdom and understanding now, later on, what does Solomon ask for? Wisdom and understanding. This was already an impartation that his father had placed inside of him. And give you charge concerning Israel that you may keep the law of the Lord your God. Then you will prosper. You will take care to fulfill the statues and judgments with which the Lord charged Moses concerning Israel. And he tells him, be strong and of good courage. How many times do we hear that throughout the Word? Be strong and courageous. Be strong and a good courage. Do not fear or, or, nor be dismayed. Indeed, I have taken much trouble to prepare for the house of the Lord. One hundred thousand talents of gold. One million talents of silver and bronze and iron beyond measure, for it is so abundant. I have prepared timber and stone also that you may add to them. Moreover, there are workmen with you in abundance, worksmen, stone cutters, and all type of skilled men in every work. Of gold and silver and bronze and iron, there is no limit. Arise and begin working, and the Lord be with you now when we think about this David has prepared for what's coming in the future and when that time came he was ready to release it into the hands that of Solomon his son it took David preparation it took commitment by David it took him gathering the things that he knew he would need along the way. It took all these resources that came from all kinds of different people. It took holiness. It took righteousness. As I read in, uh, 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 verse, in chapter 29, it took David being upright before the Lord. And David even goes on to say in uh, 1 Chronicles 28 that he has the full plans because the Lord gave him the full revelation of what it was going to look like. And he was able to take those plans and impart them and give them to Solomon so Solomon would know. So what has the Lord given you? What are the plans that are buried deep inside of you that He is unearthing for you? What is He speaking to you about right now that partner with those plans that are creating a clear vision of where you need to go, what he has for you to go. Who is he gathering around you? If you go on to read, we're not going to read all this, but David also gathered, not only did he gather workmen, but he gathered leaders around Solomon and told Solomon, I've gathered workmen, I've gathered the product, I've gathered leaders around you. I've given you everything you need in order to be success to be successful in what God has called you to do. I've left you an inheritance. I've left you a legacy. I've left you the blueprints of how to lay it all out. So what is it God has left you? What is it that he has inside of you? I feel like this is such an important question right now. What is he speaking to you about? Ask him to unearth what he's already put inside of you. And what do you need? Who do you need around you? There's probably people already around you that want to help you. There's probably leaders around you that, that want to pull their resources together for you. You know, uh, uh, sometime last year, the Lord gave me a vision of a production line, and he was producing keys. And the keys were opening doors of access that we haven't been able to get open before. And when, we used, when I used one key to open the door, it automatically opened the other doors. I didn't need to go to every door and open it. God has given us the keys of access that we need right now. That, uh, you know, that um, Isaiah twenty-two twenty-two. you know, that, that the keys, the authority have been given to you to open what needs to be open and close what needs to be closed. And no one else can take that away from you so think about the keys that the Lord has given you to open things up right now and I know Jean mentioned earlier I think it was Jean about the um, angelic around maybe it was Bruce I'm not sure but but there is a key that God has given us that has deployed the angelic armies around us and they're not physical keys they're spiritual keys that he's given us. And I, I asked the Lord, what other keys had he given us? And I, he said that he's given us keys to business, government, and keys to the kingdom. He's given us keys of joy. Keys for healing and body parts. Keys for finances. Keys for medical inventions to distribute um, in open doors. And keys for open communication. And the open communication was interesting because when the word was spoken, it echoed so loud that the people that heard would yell it back. It's like they could understand what was being released. And the Lord said, the agenda is simple. Influence the areas for which I've given you for the kingdom. It's very simple. We're influencers for the kingdom. The influence you carry will impact each area within your anointing and your skill. And right now, the keys of access are in response to what is happening on earth. And he's given them in strategies of dreams, visions, words, prayers, and... uh, focus for the future. So I just want you guys to take some time, not right now, but in your in your quiet time, you're watching online, in your quiet time, I want you to take some time to ask the Lord to stir up what is already in you and show you how it partners with what He's already given you. Just like with David, He gave David the picture for building the tabernacle before he he even had the means to do it, before he had the son to build it. But he told him that is what's going to happen. So within David's spirit, within his subconscious, within his conscious, he was preparing to build this whole time so that when the time came, everyone was in the right position He was able to release the fullness of what God had given him. And he had every provision he needed in order to do it. So that's what I'm prophesying over us. We have every provision we need in order to do what God has called us to do. That the keys of access have been given to you. That as one door is open, it will open multiple doors behind it. And as you cross over the threshold, you will see the fullness that God has for you. And this is how the kingdom is shifting right now. There are people walking in their anointing, their calling, they're using their sphere of influence to shift the kingdom of God to where it's supposed to go we are not behind we are ahead we are not the tell we're the head remember that's what God says so we have to remember we we look we we've been told that the new normal is something that we don't understand it's something that we can't comprehend Well, that is not what the word says. The word says that his people, God's people know what is coming, that God's people are able to discern the time, that the people who don't know God are the ones who can't figure out where things are going. We know, we know that our God is moving forward. We know that we're in a season of victory. We know that the enemy's plan has been uncovered. And we know that God has given us the strategy to defeat whatever has come against us. The people who don't know are the ones who don't know Him. We know Him, and His Word says that we can discern the time, that we have vision to be able to move forward. That we don't have to worry. What does he say? Don't, we don't have to worry about going to the right or to the left. He says, this is the way, walk in it. And this is the way we walk in. So all that other clatter out there is not ours. We are the one who are making the deafening sound that Jesus is alive and that we are walking in victory and whatever God has designed, we are stepping into And we carry those plans within us. And there's revelation coming to us. So we are like this charge to to Solomon. (laughs) Be strong and courageous. Do not be dismayed. Because we will accomplish what God has set forth for us to accomplish. There's no doubt. Because that's what God has said and that's what he will do. Amen? Amen. Okay, I think we're done here. If you guys will stand, let's agree with God on this. We're going to agree with God. You know, when you agree with God, it's much easier because then He doesn't have to convince you. He doesn't have to spend all that time convincing you because you're already convinced. So, God, we just thank you that we don't need convincing, that we agree with You, that we are people of victory, we're people of vision. We, you say that this is the way walking it. This is how we're walking. God, that we have a sphere of influence that you have given us revelation for. Just like David, we are committed. Uh, we are pulling together our resources. We are taking the plan you've given us. And we are ready in this season. And we know that there is a harvest happening right now. And God, you are the God of the harvest, and we are part of that process, so Lord, just thank you for that. But for every business, we declare favor, we declare success, we declare a dynamic shift from um, uh, past to post, Uh, God, that we were going to be even greater than we were at the beginning of the year. That we will have such increase in our businesses, in our families, that our kids going to school will have success. They will be the light that you've sent into the darkness. They will be the one who carry the healing, that carry the name of Jesus. So God, we just thank you that their boldness will create the breakout of harvest in their schools, that even their teachers will be on their knees declaring you as Lord and Savior. And Lord, we declare your wall of fire around every school uh, protection from violence protection from sickness Lord protection from oppression God and we just declare that all of this nonsense of um, of of uh, gender confusion will be broken off our schools that they will not be taught to our children that there's no confusion over who we are we are the children of the most high God and so Lord we just declare that right now into the atmosphere and we know that your angels are working off that declaration so God raise us up with fear and trembling before you but boldness, and fearlessness before the world because we will win. We are walking in victory. We are walking with the future within us that will be released upon this world. And world, watch out because Jesus is here. And we just thank you, God. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you are encouraged
0: if you would like more content like this, please visit cindy
1: stewartcom We'll see you next time.